What's up, everyone? You're listening to the Anthro Alert podcast, which is the recording of our live show, Anthro Alert. You can now listen at your leisure and at your convenience. If you're new here on Anthro Alert, this is where Renee and I, your hosts, and sometimes a guest, analyze, break down, and discuss different topics each week anthropologically. Enjoy. All right, welcome back to Anthro Alert on Bulls Radio. WUSF 89.7 HD3 Tampa 1620 AM on campus and streaming worldwide live and on the scene 24-7 at TuneIn.com and, of course, on the TuneIn app. You can get this on your phone and you can listen to it live Fridays from 2 to 4 Eastern Daylight Savings Time. Daylight Saving Time. EST. (laughs) I'm not sure how it's supposed to go. It's EST, but I don't know how to say it. I don't either. I know it's Eastern, and the E is Eastern, T is time. But the S Standard? is like... Standard? Oh, it's EDT, Eastern Daylight like Time. time. Yeah. There you go. But yeah, I feel like I'm missing words there. Yeah. We should just switch to UTC, Universal Time. Yeah. C. Like they do it in like China, where yeah. it's like in Beijing sets the time, and wherever you are from there it goes. Yeah. So some people work at like... Two in the morning, but it's actually like middle of the day. You know, they're they're just more ambitious than everybody else. I think <laughs> if, if, they're, if they're working at two a.m., good for them. That's good for them. Yeah, I used to do that. Grave shift? No, no, no. I I used to. I just changed my time to, to a different clock. I changed the oh. clock to a different time. Oh, really? So I get the sense of being more productive. Oh wow! And that's a, is that a life hack? Did you get that from the? Yeah, it's like one of those life hacks that doesn't work. Yeah. <laughs> Because so. it's still whatever time. Yeah, because <laughs> you, you, it's like you're just yeah. trying to lie to yourself. Yeah. Right? It's like you're going to set your clock like five minutes ahead. Right. But so you, somehow time has now yeah. afforded you an extra five minutes. But you know it's five minutes ahead. Yeah. So you you mentally, you cancel it before you, you, yeah. anything happens. It's true, because then you're like, you got to go, yeah, that's actually five minutes ahead. I got another five minutes. Yeah, so the, what's the point? What's the point then? Yeah. It's, it's just so upsetting to me. It, well, it, it, it frustrates me to no end. It only frustrates me that it's presented as an option because the the thing I grew up with was we'll just show up on time stop with the games stop with the things this you know when it's time to be ready to go do something go do it I had a very like um, I was just when I grew up that was just the thing it was like this but it, we were interesting because then we give ourselves excuses and then we try to find workarounds for our excuses yeah when there is just like self-discipline to show up and do it you can't just that is an option. We're we're acting like we're acting like that is out of our reach. Yeah. It's impossible for me just to show up time, but if I set the time five minutes ahead, then I can be late like I always am. And instead of addressing for some reason the anxiety that we get that prevents us from being on time. It's just a workaround. Yeah. That doesn't work. But fundamentally, don't you think it's I don't know what that is. Why I don't know if we feel like mm. we don't want to show up on time. I don't know where those anxieties come from, but they're definitely there. I, you know, I wonder has has any anthropologist out there okay <laughs> Please call in. Uh, yeah, call in. Uh, <laughs> number 813-974-9285. I'll introduce the show in a bit here. Just hang on. Okay, we're, we're not at the introduction of the show yet. Just, yeah. just be patient. We're, we're getting there. Yeah. Um, but has, has an anthropologist actually tried to ask questions about why are people late? That's a good question. It's a great question. <laughs> Isn't it? And is there a culture where everyone's on time and then there's a culture where everyone's late? And then what is that? I think those, those cultures don't have clocks. <laughs> 
That's true. That's true. I mean, the, what is what is on time and what's what is late? Time, what's on time? What's late? Um, okay, but now, like, okay, so a lot of people they're on, and this is this just annoyed me. I don't know. Oh well, we're gonna start our meeting at um, at Verizon time at 10, 10 a.m. Oh oh, so now Verizon gets to dictate what the time is. Have you never heard that? No. Really? Oh, because of the phone. Because the phone. Oh. The phone tells you the time. Yeah. Hold on. Hold on. I'm, okay. My phone says. It's going to say the same. 305. Yeah. What Are you AT&T? AT&T. Okay. Ah. Oh, there we go. Okay, okay, Experiment we're, failed. We're, we're on AT&T <laughs> time. time today. <laughs> so, uh, again, this show brought to you by Student Government, but we'll get into that here in a bit. We haven't introduced the show yet. Stay tuned. We'll, we'll get there. Uh, we're still kind of pre-showing it right now. But this is live, just yeah. so you know, because yeah. you're hearing it. Um, the the other thing, yeah, just like, but but now now that your time is dictated by an external power, mm-hmm. you don't have you don't have the luxury to you know go forward or back. It's true, and and in terms of like your idea of what it is, yeah, yeah, and I, I um it also I I think it does create a certain anxiety because there's a um there's an accounting of it that's more strict. Like you know, at, some, at one point in time, like it was a luxury to have a clock. Like, oh, that was amazing. Like, like one, the, one clock in the whole town. Right, right. So yeah. dinner time was when someone said it. Like when dinner was when dinner was ready. That it's what made it dinner time. Yeah. It wasn't five thirty. Really? It was dinner's done. Therefore, it's dinner time. Really, dinner time was when they ring the little triangle bell. Right, right. If we're going like classic Americana yeah. out in the west, but but whenever it was, uh, it was uh, it's it was when it was ready, and work stopped when y- you were done. Yeah. And so this idea that you had to put in X amount of hours, that's actually always <laughs> frustrated me even as adults. Like, well, you need to be in this space for eight hours. And it's like – and I've had jobs where the, um, the exactly what I was supposed to be doing for those eight hours was not really, really firmly defined. You know, and you have maybe, – maybe you're working on projects and they have deadlines. But this idea that I just need to occupy this space for a certain amount of time to justify my wage is always – frustrated me a little bit i've always preferred manual labor jobs because there was a sense of like you're just doing tasks until you until you don't have to do them anymore because they're they're done because they're done yeah and then that's it that's that and so but the office job sometimes can be and so what you get is a lot of people just kind of hanging out on facebook oh yeah you know my gosh and for me what frustrates me is i is i've been in uh situations where that's kind of the culture is that you're gonna you're gonna be there for eight hours you're gonna do you're gonna do some work you get four hours of work in there but you're gonna spend a lot of time (laughs) talking to people and sitting on facebook and just and and mostly it's that i have to spend my hours just with that kind of anxiety versus like give me a project and i'll come back to you and i've had i've the most the jobs i've loved the most have been consultant jobs where I bid out a project and there's a there's pay predetermined pay and then I just give them outputs when I say yeah. it's been the happiest I've ever been because no after, they, no one's ever going to call you to see what you're doing on a Tuesday it's just you know by you said you'd be have this by the thirtieth so we need it by the thirtieth and that's that's it yeah it's almost I mean it almost creates a sense of like like you can't be accountable for yourself like like, hmm. like yeah you know yeah yeah because you're part of this bigger thing that says you need to be these, there this many hours and this is the project you yeah. need to work on so so just for example so i used to be in a position where i actually had a i was in, in charge of people i don't know if you can believe that they i, mean, uh, I would have liked to have seen it uh somebody get, i got a mug I, I, had a, <laughs> I had a mug that said world's greatest boss was it in all sincerity huh i'll bet i'll bet they were was it from uh well i bought it for myself so oh. I, I, <laughs> 
I nice. just I just wanted everybody to be clear right, on right. my position. Right, but then when you walked around with it, they could see it. Yeah. So and they yeah. don't know that you bought it for yourself, which you didn't tell them. No. Yeah, I never would because yeah. then then they would assume well someone gave that to yeah. them. Yeah. You can't you know you can't have it both ways. Yeah. Um, and so you know I'd be I'd be making my rounds you know, you know because I keep my open door policy. I took the door off the hinges. <sighs> Commitment. Right. Yeah. Um, but I'd be making my rounds, checking in on on, uh, on the folk, and um, why are you always on your phone? <laughs> but yeah, it's like you know I'm gonna arrive. What was at- what was the industry? I want to say it's a call center, but not. And now I'm gonna guess it's not. No, you said no. That. Yeah. Um, Can you say without giving it away? Do you feel like it has to? Well, I mean, I mean, like how many jobs have I had that I was in charge of people? <laughs> <laughs> well, no one's looking into your past. What yeah, just yeah. gives the industry. And, no, and nobody, nobody listens to this anyway. Right. Um, that was uh, public health nutrition. Okay. So the, the 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 service model was somebody comes in, you, they have an interview, and uh, they get some nutrition education, right? So it's like like interaction mm. with, with people. Mm-hmm. And so obviously when there's nobody to interact with, what are you going to do? Right. So okay, you're just going to get on your phone. Yeah. And And – but like me, like I have to enforce certain rules, right? Yeah. And so you know that's just one of the things I had to go around to do. Ugh. But but the th- like you get there again, so like typical or, or stereotypical office job, right? You arrive at eight. Okay, okay, I'm gonna get my coffee. I'm gonna get my coffee. Okay, back at the desk, eight thirty. You have thirty minutes to get <laughs> to go two two doors down to get your coffee. That's already made. You don't uh-huh. have to make because the person that got there at seven thirty already made it for everybody because yeah. they're because they're nice. Thank you, Phyllis. Yeah. Um, right. But you say hi to everybody. Yeah. You, you know, start your morning. Yeah. You know, you make your you make your morning rounds. You interrupt right. everybody else. Uh huh. And then by the time you're actually sitting down at your desk, it's ten a.m. and it's uh, it's time for your your break. <laughs> you know. Because you you've been doing a lot of talking. You're doing a lot of talking. You're very tired. Yeah. And uh, it just that's again. Trying to force people to fit into a certain idealistic model of how things work, but um, all right. So let's let's see. This is Anthro Alert. <laughs> this is the show about. I didn't actually re- read this the first uh, um, on our previous show, and I apo- listener listener out. There, I apologize for not introducing the show properly last time. Um, yeah. So my name is Renee. Uh, our guest this week is a PhD student from the University of South Florida Department of Anthropology. Alex Webb. Hello, hello. Welcome to the show. Thank you, sir. Uh, on this show, we talk about anthropology. Are you aware? Is that what this is? That's what this is oh. supposed to be. Oh, okay. That's what uh, that's what it says on our nameplate. Well, you know, anthropology is the study of humans. It's very difficult to talk about things that aren't anthropology yeah. or couldn't become anthropology. Oh, exactly. Um, so this show is about anthropology, why it matters. We're just trying to introduce, inject... Innovate a little bit of anthropological perspective there, and really, that's just the idea of the show. And uh, and uh, typically, we get people that are guests on the show. <clears throat> Excuse me. Typically, we get guests on the show who discuss the intricacies of the research, like what they're doing, how they're doing it, why it's why does it matter, why is it important, why should we be paying attention to any of this? And um, I learned I learned quite a bit. I'm going to have an honorary. Uh, degree. I actually made a certificate for myself. That uh, it's gonna go right next to your mug on yeah, the, in the pantry. Right, yeah. Yeah. It's gonna, it just says um, archaeologist. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, because I've learned so much from all of our archaeology guests that it's just been fascinating. Did you find that you were more 
likely to get an ar- a guest from archaeology than any of the other. They are go getters. Yeah, I'll tell you. Yeah, our cultural for- anthropologists don't want to have it, huh? I, I don't know. I, I don't, why? Why? I don't get it. I suspect part of it is the fear of saying something wrong. Yeah, but everything's it's, 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 it's that's silly because what's right and what's wrong. You know, it's a binary. I mean, I think that's that's what I mean. That quite that statement is why they don't they yeah. don't want to come because they're going to feel like I don't know. I'm, it's part of my guess is because and and it's not like we're not threatening. I mean, yeah. okay. Also, Spencer's not here. Um, you know, he he had uh, he had other other obligations he had to take care of today. So we'll be back next week. So tune in. Um, but yeah, I mean, we're not threatening. I I don't ask questions like, well, why did you use X method instead of Y? Don't you know that Y is better? Yeah. Like I I don't do that. I'm just curious. I want to ask questions. I want to see what's, what anthropology is all about. And, uh, I, I, again, I've learned quite a bit. Uh, I, I actually get a lot out of the show. So, Yeah. It's really for you. This is actually. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, yeah it is. When you, when you say the school pays for it, it's actually your mom pays for yeah. it. She sends a check to the school every year, yeah. every month. Just let him do his show. Yeah. It's good for him. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Again, so thank you, Mom, for, for, uh, for the support out there. Yeah. Appreciate it. Um, all right, so on this hour, um, you, okay. So you know, going back to the clock thing. Mm. Yeah, I mean, I'm kind of now. I'm, this is like peaked me. Now I'm, I'm in it. So, so um, you know, I can't. So I have an alarm clock at home. Mm-hmm. It's like a like a traditional uh, a Sony radio alarm clock. Okay, I can set different different time zones on there, daylight savings, everything. Right. Yeah. So it's great. You know, for some reason, I can't set the time anymore. Like the buttons don't work to let me set. I can oh, set the alarm, right? Which is great. But you don't get to decide what time. I it can't is decide anyway. what time, and yeah. it's fast. It's like nine minutes fast. Yeah. Which annoys me because I I have to sync it to AT and T time. Yeah. And but now they're they're different times. Yeah. So when I'm looking, so I use, so when I'm going on my phone and I go to sleepytime.com. Hold on. Look up what the website is so I can give the right information. I also I suspect that the Verizon time and AT and T time are that different. They're probably the same, um, but but when I'm, oh it, yeah, it is sleepy. Okay, so wh- when I'm on my phone and I'm getting ready to fix and to go to bed, thinking, okay, what time should I set my alarm? Because I'm not disciplined enough to self critique here. Okay, whatever, For it doesn't sure. matter. I'm not disciplined enough to go to bed and wake up at the same time every day. Well, I would argue. Well, most people aren't. Although it's probably pretty close to about it's, the same time. Yeah, I mean, it's an it's an ideal that I have for myself, right? I aspire to do like this. it needs to be seven oh three when your eyes open for the first time. Yeah, I, I would love that. <laughs> but do you? Okay, since we're uh, if you go to do you go to bed most time same time? What, what, when, when do you go to bed? I think I have I have a reminder on my phone that comes up at at nine tells me hey nine thirty is bedtime. Do you go to bed at nine thirty? I would love to if I did that. Okay. <laughs> Nice, but you have the you do have an app giving you anxiety about not doing it. That's good. Yeah, um, I just want to. I, just, I want to hold myself. I'm going to torture myself yeah. while I'd never do it. Um, so, what time do you go to bed? I don't know. We'll just say any time between nine thirty and like two a.m. <laughs> okay. Um, I so you have a huge range. I'm yeah. basically around midnight every night. Sometimes yeah. between eleven and midnight. Uh, so I will always get up eight eight thirty. Okay, well, that's much. good. That's but why. That's why I see you at the gym at nine nine thirty. Right, right. W- when I see you. Yeah, yeah. And, and but in order for me to, um, if I have something else going on and I need to be at the gym by seven, I have to have an alarm. Oh, so, so, I, so naturally, so naturally, asleep by twelve ish. Yeah. Waking up by eight eight thirty. Yeah. Unless you got to, and then when you got to wake up earlier, do you go to sleep earlier? 
No. Yeah, see, so that see, makes it no, a little harder then. Yeah, right? that's that's my thing. But I do think there is a thing, and I and it would be very difficult to me sleep much past eight eight thirty. Yeah. So okay. So just you know, just shooting this out there, thinking out loud. Uh, what if you just kind of instead of going to bed at around twelve, you just went to bed every night at ten thirty, and then you would you would naturally push everything up about ninety minutes. About the same reason for the same reason you don't go to bed at nine thirty. I mean, it's I, every there's a, there's a lot to do at night. Okay. Well, the city, the city is pretty the city. <laughs> I wish it was that. I wish it wasn't just me sitting on my couch just yeah. doing yeah. nothing, uh, letting time go by. But, uh, yeah, so I find that I will naturally get up kind of in the ballpark at the same time. Okay. But uh, what I hate, what I hate is that I have found that if I have something very important to go to early in the morning, if I feel the fire, um, I can get up no problem. No, I don't I, – I sw- you ever done that thing where you're like, I'm going to have to get up at 6.30, and you set your alarm at 6.30, and somehow like 6.25, you pop your eyes open? Yeah, that that's so upsetting. No, I love it. Oh, I love I it because that's it. saying like me wanting – that says how much I want to go to this thing or yeah. I want to do this thing. Or, or maybe not even want to, but I feel enough stress and pressure to do it. Yeah. And I, you feel alive in that moment. What I hate is this idea that I just have an alarm yelling at me to get up, and oh, my yeah. body's going, Why? Oh, I mean, exactly. that's ultimately what's happening. You, you, I, your body doesn't care. D- no, and yet if I w- – so it could be I just slept my I ideal eight, which is what I like to try to get, um, and my body can go, all right, I'm up, or I could try to sleep six hours. But if the alarm tells me to, I'll, I'll, you know, I'll wake up. But if I'm excited, I'll just get up anyway. Yeah. So it's, I, I, ra- I wish I lived in a world where I could get up just based on – or at least I had enough purpose that every day I wanted to get up at a certain time to go tackle a task. Yeah. S- uh, sleep is one of those things I try and hack. Obviously, right? Because I because everything I, I, for you. you're I, an optimizer. Yeah, I'm an optimizer. I, I fail at it miserably. Yeah. But, um, you know, there's these uh, there's these clocks, alarm clocks, that that kind of manipulate the time. Hmm. So ba- so basically, the idea is that if if you set you, if you set the clock ahead by like you know ten or fifteen minutes, right? Mm-hmm. Well, that's a lot of time. But if you yeah. set it by, if you set it ahead, with the idea that you trick yourself. Into thinking you're you're gonna be on earlier because the, the clock is set later. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. Okay. Um, it it cancels out because you know. Yeah. So you can't you can't fool yourself. Yeah. Okay. But but there's a clock you can buy, or there's probably an application on your phone now. But there's a clock you can buy that you set the correct time, whatever correct is, and it'll it'll fluctuate. It'll display a time within ten minutes of that. Just at the at the alarm point. Well, just in general. So let's say right now uh, my phone is telling me three nineteen, okay, three uh-huh. three nineteen in the afternoon, in sunny Tampa Bay, Florida. A hot mm-hmm. day today. A nice day. Yeah, it is nice. I do like that. Um, so this this clock will show me a- any time between three o nine and three twenty nine, and I won't know what. Oh, what I time see what you're really saying. Oh, I see what you're I saying. I just know that it's either. That that the whatever time I can see is within ten minutes of the correct time. So how when does it reset? Whether it's six minutes off or eight minutes off, or well, I would just assume it's just a random. Like each minute, it's like a random fluctuation. But it wouldn't like it wouldn't go back in time. Interesting. Like right, right, like right. maybe maybe it would just take longer to go to the next time, the next minute, or or maybe it would speed up. And do you like this fuzzy look at time? No, I I mean I don't I didn't buy it. Oh, you don't have it. No, I don't have it. <laughs> okay. I just it's just something that I've heard of. I do. It's it's so interesting what a uh, stressful thing time is. But the more you think about it. when you have to get up, why do you have to get up? 
just because the time says so. You don't have anything to do, but time says this is what's appropriate. Yeah, yeah but why? But why again? You're trying to trick yourself. I mean, uh, again, it's it, why are you trying to trick yourself? Well, shouldn't it just be easier? Shouldn't it just be easier to say, "Oh, I'm gonna I'm gonna wake up at X time," so you know, yeah. that's the time it's gonna be. Why do it, yeah. it doesn't need to be different? And I've had I've had days where um, I said it because I I. You know, it's kind of like you and going to bed at 9.30. You set goals for yourself on the idea of what you think is the life you want, right? Like yeah. you want to be the person that goes to bed at 9.30, gets up at 6.30, and is at the gym for two hours. No, no, no. I've never, whatever I've it is never you wanted to do. be at the gym for two hours. Okay, well, what is it you want to do? Why do you want to go to bed at 9.30? When what? are you getting up? 4.30? What are you doing? Yeah, I'd be nice. I'd, I'd like to eat breakfast. Okay. Have a breakfast. Do you not normally eat breakfast? Sometimes I rush it. Sir. I know. That's not good for you. Sometimes I rush it. I got to tell you, my, my hack, I do do a life hack. I make little tiny quiches. And I make, like in the muffin tin? Yeah. And I make a whole week's worth. I don't like quiche. All right. I know. I mean, I have potatoes and, and stuff in no. it. You know. I'm just not a... All right. All right. I'm just saying. Yeah. You I, know. Know. I, I need a... Yeah. I should be more open to that. Yeah. Well, or something so you could eat like a normal person. But anyway, what would you do? So you would get up at 4.30 and make yourself... Oh, no, no, no. Not 4.30. I think the time to wake up is uh, uh, 6, 6 a.m. 6 a.m. is so the time So it's a lot of up. sleep, right? Yeah, it is a lot of sleep. But uh, sleep is good. I think, uh, I, I think I need more of it. I don't really know. <laughs> I'll be honest. I actually just recently started keeping track of this. I, I screen myself every morning. Mm-hmm. So I wake up and I ask myself... Um, What's my energy level today? On like a Likert scale, one to five. Do you do you, do yeah. you write this all down? No, no, I have an I have an app on my phone. <gasps> okay, it's, it's really it's just a spreadsheet. Really, mm-hmm. it's a Google form that that loads into dumps into a spreadsheet form. Okay, okay. So every morning I just fill out the form. Okay, just four questions or well, we'll count how many questions there are. So, um, what's my energy today? Right, low to, or low to high, one to five. Mm-hmm. Um, did I sleep well today? So again, um, or or what was the quality of my sleep? Right, low to high, one to five. Uh, and my what's my soreness? Like my soreness, like muscle soreness. Hmm. Again, um, low soreness, high soreness, right? Um, so that one's the opposite. That I like low numbers there, right? I don't like to be right, sore. Right, right. And then the last one is, did I say sleep already? Oh, stress, stress, stress. What's my stress like? Is it low stress, high stress? So everything's again that scale, one to five, low to high. So you're treating yourself as a little as a, as a study. Yeah. So basically, and how's your life? Have you have you looked at it? I don't sleep well. I'm stressed, and uh, I'm not that sore though, and I don't have any energy. <laughs> That's what I've learned over the past uh, time period of testing this out. Wow. So obviously, there's things I need to tweak, right? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I find uh, I. Don't, I guess I've not done this, but I don't. I don't know that I would. I'd share your. I I know a lot of people. Part of it's for my age, but I know like a lot of students have this like no sleep stress yeah, thing. What's up with that? But part of it, well, part of it's a trade off, right? It's like um, if the option is I'm going to stay home and I'm actually just going to work from five to nine and then go to bed at eleven, I'll do that rather than sacrifice sleep, rather than go out, come home, try to study at two a.m. One of the things I've learned about myself is that really um, an hour of work in the evening is worth uh it only takes me about 15 minutes in the morning right? i should say an hour of work in the morning oh, is yeah. worth about three hours of work at night so it's like a real descent for me and that's why i've blocked off my mornings from 6 30 to 8 30 really ideally 
Ide- there we go. <laughs> okay, I was like, Ideally. Like, if I wasn't sleeping because I went to bed at 2 a.m., <laughs> yeah. I would be up doing yeah. stuff. Yeah, and that's um, for the first half of the semester before the workload became part of its workload. And then uh, by uh, I'm married, and so my wife sometimes works in the evenings. And so I used to get up and always leave the, be here around 7.45 to hit the gym. And then be in the office by yeah. nine, so I could because those were like nine to twelve. I'm just it's way you're more just, work you're just than I'm going to. Super productive workhorse. Well, yeah, and then, um, but then you know I get home, my wife's at work, so it's got to the point where it's occasionally it's like, well, I should have coffee with my wife in the morning, or yeah. I got to get up walk the dogs with her. So then I'm not getting to work till ten or ten, yeah. you know. Um, so it's it's a lot to balance, but um, but these are really just social constructs. They are, they are, but they're constraints. Oh as yes. well, yeah. I would constructive say constructive constraints. Yes, because my she still is at work at night, and I and if I want to stay married, I have to spend some face time with her. It's just a re, it's just a requirement. It's one that I cannot hack for for all that I try and be sending photos in the morning doesn't quite cut it. Um, yeah, you know I can't just <laughs> Look record at this copy video. I had. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I can't just well share it digitally. Yeah. That doesn't seem to work for her so well. Um, so I have to do uh, these things and figure out some balances. But even the, and even then, I'll, I. Maybe because I, I think you get older. Like, I don't drink very much. Almost never. And I, every that will uh, improve your quality of life to me. Oh, oh yeah. I, uh, Enormous. Anyone who's, like, tired and yeah. lost a weekend, lost yeah. whatever, the amount of time oh, yeah. and energy you get from not drinking is way worth the price of admission of, not, of feeling left out. I, you know, when you're younger, I think when you're in your, especially in your early 20s, it's, you, it's you can super just, fun. You can just rebound. Yeah, but now I just – I'm done with it. I got – Better things to do. You, you you have the reju the rejuvenative abilities of a lizard mm-hmm. at, when you're like uh, eighteen to twenty four. Yeah, I remember I, you go all night and then just get up and just act like it was just like you just had a normal night's sleep or something. Yeah, and now it's like three days later. I'm just I have a fog and I yeah stiffness. Yeah, I used to I used to drink quite a bit. Uh, I, I drink much less now. Yeah, yeah. But so anyway, I, I have noticed as I get older, there's trade offs, and so I, one of the things I will not sacrifice is sleep. So if it's going out with people or sleep, I'll sleep. If it's you know any of those kinds and, of things. And trade offs. That's a uh, that's an anthropological um, thing out of the 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 ideas of life history theory. Ooh, I don't know this. Oh, go. You, really? This is like Let's a bio, it. it's a biological thing. Mm. So like biological anthropology and life history theory. The idea of life history theory is that there are constraints that kind of um constrain different mm-hmm. life choices yeah not, not not so much that they're like consciously taken into consideration mm-hmm. but but it just it's just something that happens and so this life history theory kind of models it out um so for example in our our previous show we were talking about how you know at one point quality of life dictated that people are dying around 40 50 mm-hmm. and so in order to improve that quality of life we had to have a lot of children to mm-hmm. help with the physical labor oh with, the conversation yeah. we were having earlier yeah okay, yeah, yeah um t- to to really help with the physical labor and so that that meant that y- you would just shift a lot of the reproduction mm-hmm. to as early as possible right because you need to you need babies yeah you need you need yeah. people to do things yeah um whereas now the the constraints aren't there aren't aren't the mm-hmm. same they're different mm-hmm. so that shifts later to um, um, other things and there's specific things within life history theory that are that are kind of trade trade offs and traded off so there's like reproduction there's growth and there's uh, I think immunity mm. immune function yeah 
So those are kind of the three the three things that are traded off. Mm. Yeah. Makes I sense. can see that. Yeah. yeah. Okay. It's it's in, it's interesting. Um but not my cup of tea. No? N- not my cup of tea. I love that stuff. Um Yeah, but it's like a biological anthropology thing. Yeah. Or one of one of many. There's a bunch. But I think that's what lacks from a lot of so many of the social sciences was frustrating to me is their lack of engagement and the fact that we are still physical beings. And, and I'm not even talking about the nature versus nurture thing. Yeah. I'm just saying that we have fundamental needs that have to be addressed, uh, like not being sick, like yeah. reproducing, like sleeping. Um, all of society is built on our ability to reproduce. I mean, that's, you know, that's, that's, the, that's our, we need to get food and reproduce. Those are mm-hmm. like our two driving functions for the organization people. Mm-hmm. And everything else out of that is a is a growth out of that. So sometimes I get interested, like we talked earlier about social media or even all these little apps where it's like, well, this tells me to go to bed at 930 mm-hmm. and then I ignore it and I feel bad about myself and I oh. stay up. And, and so for our listeners who are interested in that, that's Sleepy Time. Sleepy Time. So, so yeah. it's it's like the word Sleepy. It's just a website. You go to the website. It's not an app. So oh. you go to the website. So you just type in Sleepy Time. But instead of looking like SleepyTime.com, it's Sleepy Time and the dot is between is before the M. So, so sleepy ti dot m e. Hmm. Um, but I'm sorry, you're saying no, no, no. I just I. Um, so now we're in this point of uh, I think that it used to be survival, and now we're at optimization, and you wonder how if we're equipped for that because we do. I think there is. It's like we were saying, showing up for meeting on time. People are always late, and is there a fundamental anxiety about being prepared and showing up on time? And and um, that's optimization is very separate from survival. You can definitely survive in a suboptimal system where you're not showing up to every meeting on time, where you're not doing that. You could still survive on your basic biological needs. And so it's interesting that we've created this social construct of hyper-efficiency, and, but we don't have a biological connection to that um, development. It's all an illusion. Right. But but not everything. This is where I get like with postmodern. Like not everything is like at some point you needed the food to sustain. You needed to reproduce, and the urge is there. And that doesn't. That's not. It might be all those things are co- uh, culturally mitigated mm-hmm. through society in terms of how we should do this. How do I get my food? What do I need to do? But if you took all those things away, people will. You still have to get it. You have to figure out how to do it. Yeah. And so um, we're motivated for survival, but survival and efficiency are not the same thing. And now it seems like a lot of our culture is really focused on efficiency like you were saying with what time do i go to bed how do i map when i get up how do i get the most out of my workout how do i get the most out of my work day how do i get and it's how do you get the most out of your life right but but those are all might even be contradictory things getting the most out of your work day might not give you the most out of your life i mean it's and, and not only that but how how stressful is that you, you just like you're setting yourself up for possibly unrealistic expectations well especially because what <laughs> i don't know what the most is um, oh yeah, and I think this is when we uh, we had an earlier conversation about religion, and I think that that touches on that because it gives a sense of. I grew up with this idea. My own uncle. I remember, like, you're not special. That was communicated to me a lot. I'm smart. I was always told I'm oh, smart, and so, you. Sh- so, but smart was a burden. Smart yeah. meant I was supposed to do something with that, and if I didn't, disappointment ensued. Um, so smart was a burden, not a blessing, and you're not special. Those were kind of just no one would no one ever no one ever one of you guys my childhood was never like well it's just because you're a, you know no it was you have things you need to do you need to be nice and if you're nice well good that's what you should be there's no reward for it because um, oh, that's the default that's like the baseline expectation yeah and I actually had an interesting conversation with my aunt where she believes 
I think mistakenly by nature, that people are intuitively born knowing what all these things, knowing to be kind, knowing to be nice, knowing to be nice. And they're selectively choosing not to do it. Which I was like, man, that's a harsh way of looking at life. But um, but that's kind of the conditions I came under. So I uh, – and some of it came from religion, I think, from them, this idea that you're not special, that you're just – you're special in the way that everyone's special, which then means by definition you're not special. So you just have a series of obligations to get through life, and those obligations are what give you purpose, not your special internalness, not your you-ness. Uh, well, there you have it, folks. Uniqueness is not really all that unique. Um, you're not special in the way that you think you are. <laughs> yeah, sorry. Dark tangent here. I was um, dropping bombs. Uh, it's because if everyone's special, no one's special. And uh, on that note, just remind everybody, this is Anthro Alert. <laughs> you're, you're listening to both. <laughs> okay, I can say it. You're listening to Bulls Radio, WUSF 89.7, HD3 Tampa, 1620 AM on campus, 16, 1620 uh, 1620 AM on campus, and no, wait, where are we? Did I say that? I said that already. Uh, anyway, you're streaming worldwide <laughs> at TuneIn.com and on the TuneIn app. Thanks for listening. We're gonna we're gonna take a short break, play some music. Uh, I don't know what the song is, but I hope you like it. All right, and that was Green Day. I hope you like that song. It's a popular song here at Bulls Radio. We like we like to play that as often as we can. Um, so whenever it comes up in the cycle, we play it. Uh, here we are. We're listening to Anthro Alert. This is the show about anthropology. White Manners. Today, our guest. From the University of South Florida, Department of Anthropology, Ph.D. student in his first year, Alex Webb. Hello, hello. And we have been talking about a lot of things. Most uh, We just finished um, the first segment of our show. The first segment of our show was uh, we concluded with the idea that, that uh, because everybody is special, that means nobody really is. <laughs> that's, that's, that's such, like a, that's such a um, 15-year-old stoner conversation. Like That's such a uh, 15-year-old... Uh, philosophical, you know, is anyone special, man? I don't know. Yeah, it's um, someone's got to put a got to make a poster of that for it, that's in black light and then sell it at Hollister. Right? Is that a thing still? As Hollister, I, don't know, I assume so. I assume, I assume it's probably it's somewhere in the last mall that's in America. Yeah, I I used to love malls. You 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 ever go to malls as a kid? Yeah, Cinnabon. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, that's that is still a thing. Yeah. I tell you, I had one recently. I don't have your uh, capacity to eat sugary, high-fat foods. They mess me up. Whatever. I get. I feel. I get headaches. Yeah, but you look all fit and fiddle. You'd have to roll me around if it <laughs> swelled like a balloon. Um, and I, I do enjoy. I do enjoy eating um, sweets. That's uh, as a, a friend of mine gave me like five, six cupcakes yesterday. What the hell am I gonna do with six? Did okay. you eat all of them? No, I ate um, three of them. I gave away three others. Mm. There were there were mini cup cupcakes though. Oh, okay. So guess what I had for breakfast today? Cupcakes. Two I had two mini cupcakes. <laughs> so that's what I eat for breakfast. Yeah, never the quiche. That would be wrong. Yeah, but, yeah. The but quiche. the mini cupcakes. No, yeah, totally, totally yeah. acceptable. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so I find that to be an interesting thing in in uh, at least like in U.S. or or, or like um, popular culture U.S. thing where where desserts for breakfast. Mm-hmm. I mean cereal, uh, pancakes, waffles, um, all these pastry breads. Mm-hmm. They're all like very sweet, carb-loaded, often refined t- types of grains. Yeah. Um, but why is that a thing? I, I just wonder. Well, there's that. Um, someone did track this from Kellogg. You know, do you know the story of Kellogg or Kellogg cereal and then Kellogg School? Well, I, I know a little. Okay. Uh, he. Um, 
was a vegetarian, and they, he would promote these cornmeal as for mental health. I, I also want to say he was um, from the Church of the Seventh-day Adventists. Yes, he was very religious. Yeah. And so his um, it was like abstinence and vegetarianism was like the cure for mental health issues. And so it started with that, and then it turned into kind of put the breakfast cereal, and then cornmeal became a thing. Because probably that, if I ever talked to a uh, like uh, my uncle grew up a farm boy. He's 75 now, so he's telling stories from when 60 years ago. And he was like, "You get up before you go work in farming, and eat like a steak with like potatoes, that's, some that's kind of vegetable. Breakfast? Yeah, that sounds good. Um, or eggs and potatoes and sausage or something like that. And then for lunch, kind of the same thing. You're gonna eat like a bunch of potatoes and another steak. Because he's like, because he's working, you know." All yeah, the you, time. you need you need the energy in the right. morning, right? So the idea of eating a muffin and then going hauling hay all day is just not gonna not gonna cut it, you know. <laughs> so, so I think part of it is uh, the the change in our needs. We're going back yeah. to that biological yeah. life cycle, like uh, uh, those constraints that we now are not. We don't exert near the energy we used to, yeah. and somehow we get more calories. But um, I don't know where it got sweeter. It's the same thing. Like bagels was a really like niche thing, niche um, you know Jewish mm-hmm. thing, and that became really mainstream. So this idea of eating a lot of carbs, now, orange juice was not necessarily a common breakfast thing. So just all that stuff sort of arose in, in the last half century. And is that but particular to the United States? Because I'm sure I'm sure you've seen I'm sure you've seen this BuzzFeed video. Of, uh, <laughs> I haven't. But... Oh, okay. well, look it up on um, on the YouTube if, whenever you can. Okay. Um, interesting breakfast from around the world. It's like a two minute you know BuzzFeed video, and they just show you what other people eat. And everyone's eating Count Chocula. <laughs> <laughs> it's just it's, yeah. just, it's just, just it looks just like random. people with all kinds of flags from other yeah. countries in the background. Yeah, but it's all the, same, all the same. Yeah. 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 That would actually be a clever a clever yeah. one. They got me. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, you know that's that's interesting. And uh, somebody who who uh, I actually did I I did haul hay, and no, a muffin would not have cut it. Right, I did too when I was a kid. Yeah, Dug that's, a, that's a lot of that's yeah. a lot of labor, man. Absolutely. Uh, and no, you know I'm not gonna I'm not gonna stop by at Starbucks, and get my muffin on my way in. Right. That's just no. preposterous. You need some like. It's it's just it comes <laughs> again. So we're t- looking at like the structure of work and how uh, work reinforces societal norms. Societal norms reinforce what is expected of like the idea of um at least office place work mm-hmm. because a lot of the work that i'm exposed to now that uh, that i see and the work that we see on television it's like office based yeah um or television movies you know um th- i mean how often do you see a tv show about you know farm laborers right i can't think of one i i'm trying i can't think of one i mean even just blue collar stuff yeah i mean a r- Roseanne, 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 Roseanne. Yeah. yeah, that's that's the one that comes to mind. But when now. she, when I was growing up and watching that show, I was like, "That's pretty much right where I was at for the, how I grew up." Like yeah. that was that house was not unfamiliar to me. Yeah, um, but but just the idea of you know uh, waking waking up in a rush, right? Right. Mm-hmm. So waking up in a rush, getting dressed, and then just picking something up on your way in, and right. that in is usually a coffee or a juice for thirty minutes. And, and <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. that's, that's, no, this is before you get to the office. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. okay. Yeah. So you, so you get to the office and then you just kind of use that as an excuse to, right? Oh, hang yeah. out. But you had to be there. I mean, that's I think that's the thing that's that's it's like we've talked about the frustrating thing yeah. is like you're rushing out of the house, you're throwing your thing on, you got start Starbucks, you get your muffin and coffee, so you could show up to work to kind of get there and settle in for 45 minutes yeah. Yeah. before you, there's all this rushing around. And it's um, I think I, w- I was wondering this with like uh, and I don't know how you felt like say you're hauling hay, there's there's a there's a finite amount of hay. I don't know how you've done. It. I was out in fields. Hauling hay. 
uh, the hay that I was hauling was already packed and baled. Mm-hmm. I just had to move it from, from uh, A to B. Right. So you load in the truck and then you yeah. take it over and unload it. Right. But you're unloading it in a field and there's a set amount and you, you lay it out depending on where, where they want their, their feed to be, right? Or were you throwing it all in one barn? No, because we'd, we'd – um, okay. So I think it, I, looking back on what I said, so it sounded like I was doing this every day. Yeah. This is like maybe a once every couple weeks type of okay. thing. Okay. So, so, so go out in the truck, in the trailer. Yeah. Go to the, go to the place, buy your 100 bales of hay, load them up onto the truck and trailer, yeah. drive back, unload them into the covered barn area. Yeah. And then once you ran low, you time to go buy more. Okay. Okay. So we used to take them out in the field. You cut the wire on the field, yeah. take the wire with you, and you just leave the pile there yeah. for something. To, um, for something. That, you know, who knows what it right. would be. Whatever that farmer wanted me to do that yeah. for. Um, I was like, you know, 13, 14. I was yeah. like digging ditches. Those, those bales, they're like 40, 50 They're heavy. Pounds, yeah, man. And they're um, just, they're big. Yeah. Those wires are sharp. It's, and it sucks on your arms. I mean, even you if gotta, you're wearing you you wear flannel and yeah. uh, it's, gloves it's, and stuff, yeah. but you're still going to. You know, uh, that Hollister shirt ain't going to cut hey, it. It's not going to do it. <laughs> no, it's so, I'm sure Hollister's a fine brand. Whatever. <laughs> going to get a strong word yeah. to tweet in a minute. Um, but also what was nice is that that had like a, a physical task you could tie to your sense of accomplishment. And it just, and it, it was easier. I just always found those jobs, like whether I did landscaping for a little while too. It was like, it's just easier. We're like, all right, these are your 10 houses. You're going to do these today or and so you get up and you're there by 7 a.m. and you kind of knew what you're doing. And then you, if you could speed through quicker, you were just done um, or whatever. And, and office, like we said, is there's this kind of like a yeah. timelessness to it. And the tasks are uneven and they're not necessarily directly associated with the minute per effort unit that you're putting in. The same way, like if you stop throwing the hay, it just no one's throwing it. So it just stops being yeah. done. And it, uh, it doesn't have the same uh, biological connection to office work. This is um, kind of the conundrum that I find myself in as a fitness professional mm. because people pay like an hour for like an hour training session, mm-hmm. right? I'm not going to give them an hour. I'm going to give them 55 minutes because if I have two back-to-back, I just right. – that's not enough. That's trans- five minutes for you. Yes. Yeah. Well, that's just not enough transition. Like yeah. realistically, that's just not enough time to transition in between yeah i gotta put i gotta put a folder away i gotta get a new folder out right okay that takes that takes at least five minutes yeah and it really like i because for a lot of a lot of people that i work with i think i could give them the same caloric expenditure like basically i, I could get them the same workout in less time mm. but they'd have to work harder they, well, yeah, <laughs> yeah. of course, they'd have to work. They wouldn't be able to rest as long. They'd, yeah. have, they'd have to work harder. They wouldn't be able to tell me as many things as they tell me. About their lives. Yeah, well, and, and uh, I like to hear those right. things because okay? right, right. it makes my day interesting. Yeah. I enjoy talking to people. For sure. But, but it, it, and again, not true for everybody. Okay, some, some people can handle a workout, uh, an hour workout. Some people handle a two-hour. I'll get into a two-hour workout, but um, some people can handle like an hour, an hour workout. But uh, honestly, I think for most people, it's just unnecessary. Mm. We can really crunch a lot of things down into 30, 35, 40 minutes. But aren't we in that optimization mode? Maybe they like hanging out with you for an hour. I don't really think that's. A, I don't think that's. True. I mean, you're good company. It Am might I? just be. Yeah. yeah, it might just be like you know they might think this is a bargain. <laughs> well, well, the idea. I, well, okay. Well, we'll we'll get back to that later. Um, but. But what if I did that? What if I finished the workout at 35, 40 minutes? And, like, if, if I'm measuring it objectively, if I could do that, if I'm measuring it objectively mm-hmm. as far as, like, how they perceive that they exerted themselves mm-hmm. and the calorically, like, they expended a certain amount of energy, mm-hmm. um, 
they're they're still going to want those other 15 20 minutes mm-hmm. and so i'm like well okay, i'll just i'll just slow it down a little bit yeah you know i'm gonna yeah. take my time on this well you gotta it's it's well i mean because for you too isn't is the idea just to do the task until you're it, with the least amount of effort so you have the most amount of free time is that just the hope and, it, uh, and maybe we're just designed that way. Sometimes yeah. I think that too. I don't know that it, we're just. Yeah, it, it is okay. Yeah, you're right. Because I'm coming at it from the perspective of um, efficiency. Yeah. And obviously that's not necessarily true for everybody, right? Right. Oh, okay. So because say you just liked the job and you hang out and you, yeah. as long as you had a set hours that you were comfortable with, um, you know. Yeah. But yeah, you do. We get again. In fact, you're infected with that efficiency. Yeah. I, you, yeah. Yeah. I am. Yeah. I guess sense I mean. that you want to go to bed at nine thirty, up at six. Read a book, have some breakfast, you know, all the things, well, so we can be the person we want to be, well, well, the person I we even, are. I even proposed this to uh, uh, at least one person in, that I've trained at, mm-hmm. at one point, and then the response was, but what about the other 20 minutes? I was like, well, well, I mean, we'd be done. You could probably just leave early at that point. But, I mean, I'm paying for an hour. I'm like, okay, fine. Well, I won't, I won't do that then. <laughs> He probably just thought, he's like, you just sound like you're trying to screw me out of, <laughs> yeah. out of 20 minutes. I, yeah. I'm paying you. Yeah. Yeah. And I get it, but. It's like he bought the bagel and you're like, I'm just going to, you're just, I'm going to take a third of it from you. Yeah. That's all. So, so, so along the lines of like pay, like it's, it's an interesting thing you brought up and it's, we have time for this? Yeah. We're doing good on time. I'm, I'm checking with my producer over there in the corner. Yeah. Um, he's, he's given us the thumbs up that we can yeah. continue. Um, in our culture, thumbs up, it means okay. Yeah. If you're. From another culture listening to this, yeah, it's it's fine, mom. Just keep listening. <laughs> um, the idea of having having to pay for specialized knowledge, mm-hmm. and and paying for that in a way where, like, so personal training is one of those things. Um, I think registered dietitian is one of those things. Where you're paying for a certain, you're paying for access to knowledge in a way that's applied to you specifically. Well, I would say medicine, law. Okay. Um, so, like most yeah, accountant, most service professions. Yeah, I mean they provide a service, I guess. But even if you went to a masseuse, right? That would be they would. I think they go. Think, what hurts for you? I think and massage go, therapist is the is the term. Massage therapist. Yeah, I don't think masseuse is the word anymore. Oh. I, I don't. I don't okay, know. I didn't. Cause, okay, cause I, no, no. Because I hear, I still hear it. Does masseuse have a connotation to it, it now? I think it might. Okay, massage therapist. I apologize. It's kind of like you're not a janitor. You're a custodial, <laughs> custodial engineer. <man. laughs> um, no, because like, like, do, do people go to masseuse school or do they go to massage therapy school? I mean, again, we're all right. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. No, no, no. You're 100 percent right. You're right, and I, I certainly wouldn't want to spare someone. Uh, it's like, are you a waitress or are you a server? And sure. Your massage just, therapist. Lang- language is language. Yeah, it, it has meaning. It has yeah. power. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, so yeah. Anyway, yeah. But a massage therapist, same thing, right? It'd be kind. Of, it could be potentially just customized. Where you go, oh, my calves are killing me. I've been training for a marathon. Can you really rub them out? And they go, yeah. Oh, but that's okay. So then, I guess my question there is, if I could get the same type of of massage done in thirty minutes as opposed to sixty minutes, would you do it? Would I do that? Probably not. Probably not. Yeah. Because I'm okay. Yeah. Well, shot myself in the foot there. Right. Right, and service industry is interesting. I love um, the anthropology of technology; has been is my favorite thing. And um, Jeff Bezos, the guy that runs Amazon, never heard of him. Yeah, never just heard a of dude, him. real jack now. Didn't used to be bulked up. Really, looks good. Yeah, oh nice, good for him. Shaved his head finally, uh, and uh, which he needed to do, and then got bulked up. 
Um, something about hitting that hundred billion dollar mark. I guess he decided to start taking over his body. But um, <laughs> uh, he o- only then, only then, yeah. Before that, it was he had lots of work to do before then. But then, then he knew he'd made it at the hundred billion dollar mark. Um, he uh, made this argument that essentially, as things become automated, there's just going to the service sector is just going to continue to grow. Arguing that, like in the '70s, being a massage therapist, the idea that you could just go to school and have a career as a massage therapist was like uh, kind of unheard of. And I think trainer would have been the same thing. I don't think 1978 someone's like, "Oh, I'm just." I've met, I have friends. I I can think of four friends off the top of my head that have worked as trainers. I in their life. It, I know very little about the the history of training, personal training in the United States. Well, I, I'm gonna say I'm gonna say it's a, probably a derivative that came out of like physical education. Because do you know Jack Welch though, and do you know that name? Yeah, yeah. So I, I think it came out of him. Is he, is he the guy that swam and pulled, pulled boats? No, it's Jack. Isn't it Jack Welch? Isn't he the little strong man? Or is he? Uh oh. Now we're. This is a Google assisted podcast. Who's the one that was pull, swimming oh, no, no. in boats? Oh no, that's the business exec from GE, Jack <laughs> Welch. It's someone. J- Jack Lalane. Is it Jack Lalane? It's Jack, it's Jack somebody. He was like a fit, the fitness instructor, yeah. and he's still up to like he was doing it till he was like ninety. I, he's dead now. Yeah, um, that's See, what did, I think. It didn't of. work for him. What do you mean? Didn't, uh, didn't I mean, keep him alive forever? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> obviously, it didn't work for him. No, it's, it's silly to say. Isn't that interesting? No, but that's a very like. Isn't that that's a very uh, I would argue American way of looking at life too. Yeah. Though, can we make it as optimal as possible? And can is there something we can do to by optimization, can we make it as long as possible? And that's and that's even something that I heard in my uh, undergraduate education at Arizona State University in um, health promotion, exercise, and wellness, where we're where we're actually phrasing things like it's not about it's not just about how long uh, uh, how long you live, the but a quality of life. Yeah, and as a means to justify and rationalize studies of health promotion. Mm-hmm. And it's interesting that now the the move seems to be because for so long it was associated with weight, and now they mm-hmm. know pretty well that exercise it's is a, not yeah. the best measure of it's a, it's a on the multivariate drivers of weight it's not that high up, yeah. but it is like the best thing you can do for disease prevention. Yes, and so that's how I think of it now. It's the same as the get a drink of water, move your body around. If you don't feel good, I think it, for your mental health, it's good. But that's the thing I, that keeps me doing is I just think, all right, I got to make sure I get my heart, my you know, everything's getting blood to it and everything's yeah. getting uh, moving things around. Yeah, but then there's this uh, there's this new thing now that um, I've heard or I've seen of a constricted blood flow training. What? Oh, Tell me about oh, it. It's well, okay. So I'm not I'm not the expert here. Uh, I've known it's a thing um, because I I don't know I keep up with this stuff I guess. And um, one of my one of my friends here at, at USF, they're going to start a PhD program in uh, University of Mississippi or Mississippi State mm. um, uh, kinesiology or exercise something mm-hmm. PhD stuff. You know, I don't know yeah. high high level stuff high, here above your big, pay grade, big, big time stuff. Yeah, uh, on constricted blood flow training. So they cut the blood flow off while you're working it. Yeah, I I don't know. All right, it's it's I think it's so early. Yeah. But uh, I, I suppose there are promise. There is at least one study that shows promising results because I saw somebody doing it in the gym. <laughs> Here? I, yeah, I did. I saw one person. Well, how are they doing it? How do you physically um, do it? 
I'm gonna. So he had, you know, the, you know, the like a little elastic strap that they they basically put it above. Like a resistance band. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. You know, like whenever you go, you get blood drawn or something. Oh, like that. Okay. Yeah. 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 They 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 kind of just to make things pop a little. Yeah. Uh, so he he had these on his arms just to kind of uh, trap the blood in his arms. Mm-hmm. And the blood occlusion training. I don't know what the term is. Just to trap the blood in his arms. Then he was doing a set of bench press. I don't know, man. That sounds. It's, it sounds kind of quacky, yeah. doesn't? It? I mean, but I'm sure. I'm sure. Didn't he watch Rocky Four <laughs> and just realize that trudging the sl- sled through the snow is much better than the oh, Russian yeah. machines? Yeah. No, the Kaiser, the Kaiser machines. Yeah, those are those are very expensive. But didn't we learn something from that? That it's about punching meat in a freezer, not about you know. I don't know. I I don't think that we learn enough. <laughs> not enough from Rocky. Yeah. I, think. I, I, I definitely don't think we learn enough, and um, I think that's our show. Are you sure you don't have anything else to, to add about exercise? Uh, my general recommendation would be for people to move as much as they can mm. because it's probably not going to be enough. One more question about this blood constriction. What do you think that he, the person's engaging in that? I'm surprised you didn't ask them, anthropologists of exercise. Um, what is the trade-off? Does he perceive a risk and just feels that it's worth it based on the gain? Or does he perceive no risk? What do you think? Up top of your head. I, I do not know what the the risk gain w- would be there. I, I I'm not like I'm trying to think about the benefit risk there. Yeah. And so benefit, I I don't know. Can can you lift more? Do you do you? If is it a physique thing, mm. like an aesthetic? I don't know. I was like shape it. Yeah. I just mm. I I don't. Know. And then risk wise, I don't know what happens. Yeah. Be- because what happens is obviously that blood is not allowed to recirculate oxygen, right? Right. So you're probably training in an oxygen deprived environment. Yeah, I'm just again. I haven't read anything, so I'm just right, trying right, right. to guess what it would be. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe there's advantages to that. So yeah, I just wonder. Is that just a guy who read it on a blog? Is he yeah. a student? Or, bro, I mean, bro, is science he, man. Yeah, did he just see YouTube videos? Like, dude, yeah. I'm gonna try it out. I don't know. He 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 was wearing glasses, so he must he must have read something. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and that that was it. That's the show. So again, this was Anthro Alert. On Bulls Radio, WUSF, 89.7, HD3, Tampa, 1620 AM on campus, and streaming worldwide at TuneIn.com and on the TuneIn app. Make sure your app is updated so you get the, all the updates. Uh, but we, we listen. that's how you listen to us live. Otherwise, podcasts found on AnthroAlert.com, maybe even YouTube if we get around to uploading them. Um, thank you to our guest, Alex, from the University of South Florida Department of Anthropology. No, sir. Thank you. Um, had a lot of fun today. My name is Renee. Spencer will be here next week. Um, Until then, keep it anthropological.